This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is a Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, we got Ricky Whitmer. What's up, what's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. You're not going to block the finger guns? No, uh, wave too I'm soon. Just, I'm tired. I'm just tired, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Like, I don't get the energy to block the finger guns tonight. Low energy, Dave, but we're going to bring you a sad. fantastic... <laughs> sad. We're going to bring you a fantastic <laughs> podcast. Uh, we're going to be Because we're not talking Sixers. Or are we? Uh, no, we're not talking Sixers. Unless it's draft, Dave. Unless but we are talking time. Sixers. First topic. You guys <laughs> love the Sixers. Let us know in the comments how much you love the Sixers, and we'll bring more Sixers content to and you. Seventy Sixers. And tell Dave he's a bandwagon. Uh, <laughs> Piece of shit. We're going to start off talking about Julio Okafor possibly going to the Bulls. The so 76ers mm-hmm. and Bulls talk there. If Julio Okafor is a good fit for the Chicago Bulls, then we're going to go and talk about Isaiah Thomas, the hottest player in the NBA right now, and then we're going to wrap it up with some Wizards talk because uh, I think I have some uh, apologizing to do. Uh, I might uh, have some uh, Mr. Scott to do. Brooks, who uh, may be on your shit list. Yeah, I think uh, Sean. We just wait, the, wait till the end of the season. We got the magic right, but I might be wrong on the Wizards. But let's get into Julio Okafor. We'll get to the Wizards a little bit later. Later, uh, Ja. There's rumors coming out. I believe uh, Mark Stein of ESPN broke it. I'm not entirely sure. There is also a report from Bleacher Report. Uh, the 76ers and Bulls reportedly discussing uh, Julio Okafor trade. Uh, Mike Rankin talked about it on Behind the Pen. If you want to check that out, but let's get, jump in. And the question I got to throw out to you guys is, is Julio Okafor a good fit for the Chicago Bulls? Well, the only reason why I would say yes in this situation is if we trade for Jaleel Okafor, my first question goes, what are we doing with Taj? Who? What are we doing with Taj? Because Taj, contract year, I've already talked about maybe we should move him. If we go and get Ja, then it's like, oh, then we're for sure getting rid of Taj, right? Because why, why really, would we do that? Because really... Wouldn't you, like, from what the forwards we have right now, we've got Barstow, we've got Bobby Portis, who this year has been a down year after that summer league, but it's one of those things where it's like, okay, Ja can be our five, and then we can find one of these young kids to be the four. I think Taj's defense tries to cover up some of that awfulness that Ja has. Is he going to come back? That's the thing. Well, the thing the thing with Taj Gibson, I think I think he's actually a good fit next to Julio Okafor because you know he doesn't need the ball in his hands. He's great defensively. He can move around. He doesn't need to be staying stagnant. And he could free up space for Ja. I think I think if anything, that's the real good part about having uh, Ja and Taj. I think those two are good fit. In could keep. Taj to maybe resign with us. That's what you're saying. I don't know if it's going to make it Taj resign, but at least those two together, obviously taking mm-hmm. contracts out, I think those two make a good fit. But I think it's more of the lack of shooting that is going to hurt the Bulls. Am I right, Dave? I mean, it's it's what we have to give up for Ja. If if we're going to have to give up, what's rumored is you know some of our shooters like Dougie, uh, Denzel, possibly Isaiah, or uh, I mean, Jesus, we'll give away Jeremy Grant at this point. Uh, but yeah, if we have to give up any of those guys, it's like we're already the worst shooting team in the in the league, and we're giving up our sad to say best shooters. So it's it's a scary proposal because our offense becomes so dependent on getting in the paint that I just no team will have to respect us outside at all. Like there's I don't know how you can coach that because we'll have such a narrow chance to beat you, and it's just. All it takes is, well, every pick and roll, you go under because they can't shoot. So you just stuff the paint. You can roll multiple bigs. Jaw's not a guy who can keep up with a quick-paced game, Mm -hmm. which might be good for us because, let's be honest, 
D-Wade is spurts of speed, but then a whole lot of slacking in between. But then again, Fred Hoiberg's offense, I mean, when it's well, ideally running. Fred Hoiberg's running, offense is out of the— But, but what I'm saying— No, no. You, you got no. him signed for five years. It doesn't so matter what you have him signed two. for. His uh. offense doesn't exist because we don't have the pieces for it. And the problem is when you don't have the pieces for your offense, you need to adapt. That's what we haven't seen out of Fred well, yet. if you had and a capable, capable front office, they would get pieces bingo. for it. Well, it's almost but like— we don't. So, bingo. Yeah. Well, you guys don't. The, the whole point is, though, as, as the coming coach, over, you think he has some... Side, no, I've just been talking, about, I've been talking to Mike Rankin. He's <laughs> oh, just been making no. me say we. <laughs> oh, no. But it, the whole thing is, Fred's offense, yeah, we all know it. It's supposed to, it was based off three-point shooting, spacing, and good ball passing. And speed, yeah. And, and, and speed. So we have none of that on this team. And what job brings to the table doesn't help us at all get to that. So I think you need Fred to re- rework his offense, retool it to fit our needs and... Honestly, it's going to be some weird. I honestly think our best chance is to go like a no point guard, all these mid sized guys of a mix of guards and forwards. And you know what? We're going to play kind of slow down basketball, bring it down to playoff basketball in the middle of the season. I know it's a little bit more work on our guys, but honestly, it's our best chance to win because we don't have guys who can run up and down the court all night anymore. We're, we're depending on a 30 year, mm-hmm. a 30 plus year old Dwayne Wade. Jimmy, who is phenomenal, but at the same time, we know he can't carry a team on his own. And then a bunch of not quite fitting role players. So your your best chance is slow it down. Look, John's great offensively. No one's going to argue that. Mm-hmm. He's, got, he's got an elite offensive game for a 21-year-old. So he's leagues ahead of everybody else, but... At when least you're, in the when paint and, and around the yeah. paint. I mean, he's yeah, not he going to be able to stretch, stretch the That's, floor. I mean, he's a guy who shot what sixteen percent from three last year because yeah, he hasn't taken one. This but, he, year. but even yeah. out, <laughs> Dave, but, but even but even <laughs> inside the arc. I mean, he's he's a guy that if you look outside at his, of four feet or five feet, if I think he, he's pretty screwed. If you if you look in the paint, he's mm-hmm. shooting around like sixty percent. But outside outside of the paint, he's shooting around forty two percent. And then beyond the arc, obviously, he's shooting you know nothing because he's he's not a guy with range. Yeah. But obviously, I think there's three things that would hurt the two things that would really hurt the Bulls and you, you talked about about it offensively where you need to slow down the game because Jimmy Butler's a guy that's not going to kill you from the outside D Wade's not a guy that's going to kill you from the outside uh Dougie McBuckets isn't a guy who's if gonna, we keep him yeah he's not and well that's, we, that's we really the question of what we're, yeah. we'd have to give up to get John and we'll get to that a little bit later like what, what would we be giving up but you know you really don't have the shooting so you're gonna need to slow it down but even defensively you know you're gonna slow it down offensively you're gonna need to slow it down defensively as well because these guys aren't gonna be able to run up in court really the only guy that can do that effectively is Jimmy Butler so yeah. do you think our the, transition game would suffer? And one of the I mean the Bulls don't give up a lot of points. The Bulls aren't able to win that many. I mean they, they, you know, they're staying even <laughs> yeah. uh, around there. We're still there, in the but, playoffs. We're but, still in. But what I want to bring up is will bring in Ja, a guy who has kind of lacked defensively throughout his career. I mean he's still young but has lacked defensively. Do you think that would be a killer for this Bulls defense? Well, the thing with this Bulls team is it, once Thibodeau left and Hoiberg came in. Like, when they I get exposed by a fast team is really what I'm saying. Like, they went up against the Rockets Like, tonight. somebody we're talking about uh, next up, maybe? Maybe, maybe Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, Thomas or, was abusing teams with his speed? Or a team like the Rockets, who were playing uh, the, tonight. I mean, they would, they would light up this defense, right, right Ricky? Uh, it's one of those things where I immediately think of, and I look to the NBA... Really, this is an offensive league now. It's no longer a league. I mean, where they've like, removed all the. We're going to the, the hand checking yeah. and everything, but with, this isn't magic. a defensive league anymore. <sighs> and I mean, I mean, right now I as we're recording this, it's one fifteen, one thirteen. Bulls, Rockets, in overtime. Hey. So I mean, it's one of these things where my big thing with this is, yeah, he'd bring something offensively to us, but I think this is a move to where. If it's going to be a good fit for the Bulls, I don't think the buck stops here. 
I don't think it's one of those things where it's like— This is the first domino? Like, I have two thoughts. First off, it's this could be a, hey, look at our new shiny toy. He's a hometown guy. Just to kind of defer from all the drama, and it's a Bulls thing to do. I mean, look at the signing when we got D-Wade. No, Bulls signing would be—we'd go find his cousin, Emeka, (laughs) sign him to a long-term deal. It's not actually his cousin. Do we know? Well, relative— I don't think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling them. They're, <laughs> they're brothers now. Yeah. But my point, the one that I do Blood think about is if we trade for job, bring them in, are there other moves that are going to happen? Do we make a Jimmy trade? Do we make a D-Wade trade? Uh, I do think... We, like, do we start to say, you know what? Because of the drama, we brought... Now we're bringing Ja in who we're going to work with Hoiberg. And that's the thing, like and you were saying. And drama himself. Where it's one of those things where you're like... Oh, Hoiberg's got to throw it out the window and work with what he got. Yeah, right now, but could this be a situation where Hoiberg can go, let's move some pieces, get guys so I can run my system. But the problem Let is me the pieces you got to move might not necessarily be the best pieces to move and because the they're pieces, your potential future. And the piece that we're talking about possibly bringing in, does he even fit your system? Right, and, I, and that's the thing. Like, Jaws a guy who, you know, everybody loves to rag on this kid. Who's, it's his second year. He's dealt with injuries already. Like his progression's held up because of that. I'd like to think. And the way Joel Embiid's playing, the guy he's supposed to be matching oh. up against. I mean, you see generational Joel, talent, and, and you see Embiid is kind of a leader out there. Where you Did see, you get yelled at for calling him generational. Yeah, they can the suck my. Okay, I was right. <laughs> All right, uh, I called it early. <laughs> it's a little harsh, but, but go ahead, Sean. But with Okafor, <laughs> you kind of see him. Uh, I don't want to say pouting, but he he is down, and and you mm-hmm. see what the seventy six team that's he succeeding. He needs to change the scenery. He needs a change of scenery. Is that just it, though? Because we've seen in his rookie year, he also had some problems in Boston where he well, got into an altercation. Sure, he was 20 at the time, right? Like 19, 20. You no, know, he's you know? 21. Exactly. Big difference. Huge difference. They've Huge. a loaded. Huge. They've a loaded front court there in Philly, and I just it's a log jam right now. And I think Jaws the odd man out, and it's one of those. Yeah. Things. He needs a change of scenery. Is Chicago like the perfect fit for him? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I don't mm-hmm. think we're the perfect fit for much of anybody now these days. But the thing is, would a change to Chicago help Ja? It could just I think, because I it's think a you have to scenery. try to. Because, and you're right. It, it's they need to make some effort. And look, Philly doesn't want him there anymore. His mm-hmm. value has tanked quite a bit this season from how they've treated him and his play. He's it's going to sound bad, but he's gotten better defensively. He's it not. He's still better. not. It got better. He's still not <laughs> passable yet, but he has made some improvements, not as much as people expect to see. Mm-hmm. But the the big thing is his attitude. And for for a big guy like him to not give you the effort plays, and what I mean by that is you look at his rebounding numbers. On paper, you know, last year he was doing like 17-7. For a dude with his height, his size, he should be able to pull down 10 boards plus no problem. Just stick your arm. I think I was reading Reddit. It was like, just stick your arms if you'll get more rebounds. Seriously, it's not hard, kid. And the one thing, too, I mean, with, with Okafor, you also got to worry about his knee. I mean, does he have limited mobility? Well, Is he yeah. going to be fully confident on his knee? So looking at what you know the negatives that job brings, I mean, you have attitude. You yep. have, uh, well, I would say injury problems right now. Yeah, and no, that's fair. And then really he's not a perfect piece right now. He, and he's, he's, he's an offensive black hole. Uh, he, well, he was great at passing it in college, and that was one of the things we all you know, praised him for. He's also playing on a great Duke team. But but what did that Duke team have? Leadership. And that's they, they don't shooters. have that. Well, that you helps. bring him to the Bulls, that's going to help. Oh, God. Just remind me again how, how we can't shoot the ball. But if we get to the point where we could shoot the ball, maybe you could relearn how to pass to the outside, you know? So 
I mean, uh, it's it's one of the things because you want to get so down on all these mm-hmm. negatives that are glaring, but at the same time, you got to remember this is his second year. He was hurt during the offseason, which you know we usually see that progression. You know, after your first season, you really know how to retool your game to fit to the NBA. He didn't really have that chance. And so. It just kind of hit a stunt because exactly, of the and and then the playtime suffers because you have a like you said that back mm-hmm. the logjam of players who kind of fit the Sixers' role better at this point. Well, let's now go to kind of the stuff that you wanted to get to, and that was really the value of Jaleel well, Okafor. And, and that's the thing. What do we have to give up for him? Well, and, what will we have to? And what I want to first compare is, is his value last year, because mm-hmm. you know obviously his value has gone down. And you did an article last year mm-hmm. uh, that involved a Bulls 76er trade for That job. was when we were talking about like the Jimmy Butler trade, and I had like four options the Bulls could do. And what that trade was, for those of you who need a refresher, the Bulls would have gave, given up Jimmy Butler, the pick that ended up being um, Denzel Valentine, and then this year's Kings pick. So they would have yep. basically got the option for the Kings pick if it mm. fell out of the top ten or however Correct. it works. Um, and then we would have got the Sixers' first round pick last year and Ja, which would have ended up being... Ben Simmons and Julia Okafor. So pretty much Jimmy <laughs> Butler, Denzel Valentine, and a first and for Ben Simmons and Ja. And, ended up, yeah, ended and, up and that's a lot of value. And now we're talking, if you look at it, you know. Dougie you're, and Denzel. You're talking about. And, and the Kings pick as Doug well. Doug McDermott. You think that would be Denzel. Thrown? We wouldn't. <sighs> well, and the thing with that is, I don't know if it's lottery protected or top 10 protective. It's top 10 protective. So if it's top 10 yeah. protective, then it just goes to a second rounder. So you might be giving yeah. up a top 10 pick. You or might you might be giving up a second, round a second rounder. So do you think that is too much value for Ja or too much value for the Bulls to gamble I on? don't want to give up Dougie. That's the one I want to I keep. I don't want to give up Denzel. I know Denzel's old. That's a, that's a funny thing. It's like Denzel's 24. Mm-hmm. Like Ja's 21. He's an old rookie. He's he, an old rookie. He's an old rookie, but he's got potential. And because of his size, I know he's got to learn to defend at an NBA level. Mm-hmm. But his size and he's his... He's 23, by the way. People will kill you if you get this age Oh, my wrong. God. Thank you. Thank you. When's he going to be 24? Just... Uh, November 16th. Oh, nice. nice 2017. Nice. So next season. All right. So, yeah. He's 23. <laughs> Still old. Still an old rookie. Um, but, yeah, he, he needs to continue to uh, improve his uh, defensive skills on the court. But, honestly, I see a lot of positives out of his play. I liked him coming out of college. Mm-hmm. We talked him up a lot uh, in what he could do for this Bulls team. I think... I think that Jimmy Butler, if he's going to be the core of this team, and he's going to be the guy in Chicago going forward. But then, is he? Well, that um, the whole thing That's is, we like don't know. The That's thing. the unknown. Boop, so mark. assuming that he is the core, mm-hmm. I think that you want to, uh-oh. I, no, uh-oh. I, I shook my head at the bloop. Oh, okay. I was oh, like, what's going on? That was my little yeah, question. He's, just, he, he's giving me some. Uh, you know my feelings about Jimmy Butler being a number one. He's a crybaby whiner. Okay, and that's, that's not fine. the point. Go Hypothetical. on. Hypothetical. I'm just saying. Hypothetical. If <laughs> yeah. Jimmy's our one, yeah, uh-huh. we want to win now. Mm-hmm. It's the question of who who's going to best support that. And you might be right. McBuckets <sighs> might be the better option because he's been in the league though. longer, but he can't play defense. The thing that I hate is the fact that the Bulls don't use him to his full potential. And he's well, he's a his growth has been stunted by being here. Do you remember watching him in college at Creighton? Mm-hmm. Like, he was also at Creighton. He, he, was, he also had his dad as the coach. He was also at Creighton. I mean, both fair and both for fair. Creighton you was know, a good team with Doug garbage. Jimmer Fredette. He was a dynamic offensive player. I, mm-hmm. I would. That's so fair. was Jimmer Fredette. But again, in the NBA, we only see him stand behind the three point line, and then those uh, when people don't challenge him, he takes it to the hoop because. Again, he's deceptively athletic. Well, we, we've, seen, we've, seen, athletic. We, we've seen Dougie's kind of max when he plays against Toronto. 
Yeah, Toronto is our steroids. And, for, uh, and yeah. that's the thing. You see, you see him. You know, show his ability to get to the rim. You see his ability to, to create his own shot. You see his ability and he's to moving stand out up. there. That's that's the other thing is, he, by him being mobile on the floor, you get the chance for better looks for other guys. As opposed, it's, it's like we watch, what we watched with K Love on the Cavs mm-hmm. when his first year was depressing as all hell. Watch him stand in the corner. Mm-hmm. Like, so you're gonna throw me the ball for a three, or I'm gonna do nothing on offense. Man, so like, I used to get how many rebounds in Minnesota? Exactly. I mean, it's just like I feel like <laughs> he could doing be twenty twenty like every night. Yeah. Exactly, it's ridiculous. So that's my concerns. Like Dougie, I could see well, him go be successful somewhere else, but I want to hold on to Denzel even with that known well, because I, I haven't seen enough, and he's locked down contract wise. That's why I think Jaw's well, value. So is ja. Ja's that's in my the point. Is year. I think Jaw. That's why he still has value. Is he's a young guy, second year, but he still has contract to tie up. And one thing too with Denzel, he might be a guy that's more eager to get a bigger contract right away. I mean, you, you know, I don't know if he he really earned it. You could also don't. You really can't say Jaw's earned a huge contract right now as well. Not yet. Yeah. So I mean, a, a guy who's younger might be willing to take a lower deal or lesser of a deal just because he knows that next big one is coming up. Or Denzel, a guy who's dealt with a lot of injuries, and if he does have one great season, he might be like, well, you know, my time's running up. I need a big deal. Or yeah, we got I'll years on him contract. now. So I mean, he's a first. Pick. We got well, years. And the one thing that I go back to is what you said with the Bulls, like, oh, we want to stay relevant, we want to compete. Let's let's get one thing clear. The Bulls are not competing. We are staying relevant. Like right now, and the game has not finished yet. We're down by two with 20 seconds left in overtime. We're the seventh seed Hoiberg as of right now. Too. We are the seventh <laughs> seed as of right now, only two games. Ahead of Detroit and Charlotte, who got a big piece and a, uh, a good trade uh, with big theirs. Big piece, a, good big, trade. By big, I mean contract. Important. Um, but the big thing with the Bulls is I don't want this to be, yeah, we went after Ja, we're going to compete. No, we are not going to compete. That should fix, be the sign of a fix rebuild. Fix this team. And that's what I want. It's If we go and get Ja, my next move is Jimmy. who's getting Jimmy. Yep. Get him out of here. Yeah, uh, I think that. Well, the problem is it's that's our answer, and that's as fans of the game, fans yeah. of the Bulls, and I don't necessarily see Garpacks going that route. I think that's the big problem. Is no, because we can hang on, we can be relevant. We be relevant. We can send no, somebody. That's Jerry Reinsdorf's idea. It's it starts there, and it just trickles again. Remember, down. Remember, who's who's pulling the strings? It's Jerry Reinsdorf. Look at the White Sox. Remember thing. Reinsdorf? It, it's that one White Sox championship was more valuable than every Bulls championship mm-hmm. combined. Mm-hmm. Said that, and that was just a giant slap in the face to Chicago. Well, um, and it's it's just because. But he's rebuilding the Sox at this point. So you but think why? Maybe... Because they're twenty ninth in attendance. Look at the Bulls; they're first in attendance. Really? He's making money. He's making money. We're first in attendance. That blows my mind. Oh, I, it, we love first, our team, it's, it's first or top Hashtag five. Hashtag C-Red. It's first Possible. or top five. Possible. I mean, and it also might just because the the Oracle might be smaller than the UC. So it might uh, be something where the Bulls are selling they're, out. They're, they're still getting the fans. Oracle's still that's the point. That's, they're still getting fans. And, and that's the thing. And right now, if you do give up that first rounder for, for Jai, if we're, if we're throwing that out there, it wouldn't, it would it would still be Sacramento's pick because yeah, it's in the top ten. But it's one of those things of even if you give you give up that pick, okay, we don't get it. We still and have then, our pick, wait, though. Yeah, but that's the thing. If we get Ja, then, okay, if we're making the playoffs, it ain't a lottery pick. Is that what we want? Eh. Is that what we want? Do we want to have that eh. kind of low-end pick that's not in the lottery? If we fall out, though, because we're going to trade— the, that's I like your domino no, no, no. effect. That's what I'm saying. Like if I, we if they say we're we're getting job, but keeping Jimmy and Wade to still make the playoffs, it's like yeah. no, we can't do no, that. I like your I like I like the domino effect. I think that Jaw is a great starting piece. You know, between him, we've seen weirdly enough, Zipser has kind of 
started to earn his role Paul on this Zipsa. team. I, I, I was... I, I think it was funny because we were all getting like shit in the draft. They were like, and some German guy yeah. like Paul Zipser. Like he could he could do some stuff for us, yeah. I guess. I th- uh, I honestly but... thought he was gonna be like. Remember the Snell draft? Oh where it was God. like, and we got Eric Murphy. Who the fuck is Eric Murphy? And then is he from not, BCU? No, he was Florida. Okay, there was an Eric Murphy, but he or was not. He's not on the team anymore. That's yeah. my point. That's what I thought Paul Zipsa was going to be. Yeah, but so so it's the fact that we've got younger guys. Denzel, I think there's a lot of potential there, and I think you can still salvage uh, Bobby well, at some point. Felicia, like there's pieces here to well, young build around, Jimmy, and we need to. And with Jimmy ship. and Wade, you can get more picks. So Hoiberg can, if you let right. Hoiberg Jimmy get, the, doesn't, get the guys he wants, yeah, there, there's no no trade clause to worry about. All right, mm-hmm. so fi- final things we're going to take it. We're going to wrap this up. If it's Dougie, Denzel, and the Kings pick yep. for Julio Okafor, would you do it, Dave? I wouldn't. I wouldn't pull the trigger. And, and, I, unless I got like a guarantee that Jimmy's next. That's, can I get one follow-up question? <laughs> is Jimmy being traded or not traded? Jimmy is going to stay on the team for this nope. year. For nope. the rest of this year. Nope. Right. Nope. So I I really don't no have a, I, I don't have a stance on here because I think Ja is, a, is has a lot of potential and I think I think he has a, a lot of potential but yeah. bringing him to the Bulls where there is no shooting around him I think at mo like what 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 Ja can be at least offensively I think it could be very similar to if if you're gonna put him in in, in a prime situation you need to put him in a situation where it's like Dwight in Orlando. When he took him to the finals where you need to surround him with shooters let right. him work down low. Surround him with shooters, surround him with guys that can hit shots from the outside, and that's really going to be your game plan. He's not going to be the defensive monster that Dwight was, but he might be able to show a little he more prowess might, yeah, than Dwight say, was. Offensively, he's in the category of like an Al Jefferson. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be nice if he can live up to that potential, but it's going to depend heavily on his supporting cast. And you know, they they all want to say that your game's outdated, you don't fit the modern yeah. NBA. But look, if you are able to excel so much at one key aspect of the game. You're you can build it. Yeah, you're going to have a spot. Even if you're coming off the bench, you can still put up ridiculous numbers. Put the damn kid on the Warriors. See what happens. Jesus I mean, Christ. You, yeah. you change the, the NBA would be done. I yep. mean, it's, it's, it's Warrior basketball. Uh, we're going to wrap up the talk on Jaleel Okafor. But real quick, just want to mention uh, Bulls did lose 121-117. And you can believe Fred Hoiberg took out the, pretty much the start of the game for the Bulls. Michael Carter-Williams threw in, uh, I think it was, believe, uh, Nikola Mirotic. So, uh that man cannot defend a pick and roll to save his life. Anyways, yeah, at least we're in it. Let's move on to Isaiah Thomas, one of the hottest players in the NBA right now. He's been absolutely on fire. I believe five days ago, uh, he had a streak of like seven straight games where he was averaging like thirty nine point one points Jesus per game. Jesus Christ! On fire, just uh, beat the Lakers tonight. Had seventeen points in the fourth quarter and ended up with I believe it was forty four points. I don't have the stats in front of me right now. Uh, the 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 internet's being a little bit slow and it's not loading but uh, he ended up with 38 points uh in 38 minutes been absolutely on fire so the question i want to ask you guys uh obviously he's been playing out of his mind since coming over to boston he's been an all-star you can argue he's been a superstar does he deserve a max contract when his contract comes up so he's, he's got he's full through this year and then he's got another year with boston he'll be 29 years old in after the 2017 2018 season that's when he'll be a free agent does, does he deserve a max contract at 29 29- I mean, it, it's it's one of those situations where you look around the league and you start to wonder. That's you know that's still prime, but it's starting to get a little long in the tooth for today's NBA. I think the thing that kind of reassures me about Isaiah is the fact that his game is around speed and his his ability to think quickly and react to the defense in front of him. Mm-hmm. So I think that 
he he might slow down a little bit, but he's still leagues ahead of everyone else in speed. So he'll be able to abuse that pretty well. I would give him a max contract. I mean, he has been improving year after year, and the 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 one of the most impressive things about it is that he's able to kind of control the way this team's going. And it was one of those things where he started coming off the bench for them initially in Boston. And it was that real jolt. He was like a great six man. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is probably where he's going to cap out. He's he. This is his role. And then he got that starting role, and he just kept getting better and better. And his game kept growing with him. And I was just like, all right, I was wrong, dude. You're you're just blowing fucking my socks off right this now. This streak has been literally insanity. He, he, he's he's Mr. Clutch right now in the fourth quarter. And what you can really compare him to is AI. And what yes. I want to look at is really for for Isaiah is what Allen Iverson did around this age. And if you look at him. At 29 years old, he put up ridiculous numbers. AI put up 30 point, uh, seven points per game. Next season, he averaged 33. Then he had a drop-off year, went around 31, oh. and then he went around 26. And then that was really the, the last great year we saw from how old Allen was Iverson. He was, last? he was 32, and Jeez. he put up 26 yeah, points so with, with Denver in the 2007 With that athleticism and speed, I mean, you can just abuse people all day. The thing I think of is when you ask the question, does he deserve it? My follow-up question is, are the Nets still a team? And the answer will be yes. Then yes, he deserves a max deal. (laughs) The point being being that one of the teams that are towards the bottom, one of the teams that are towards the bottom, either west or the east, they're going to need a guy who can be their playmaker, a guy that... Like, you can debate, oh, is he a one, is he a two? Well, a guy that they can pay to be their number one and would be happy with him being their best player on the team or the guy, the best player with the ball in his hands. So we are just assuming that he's not going to resign with Boston. Well, and the thing with Boston is I think I was thinking this in my head as Dave was talking. Didn't we see a similar situation with Rajon Rondo? Like, not exactly to the T, but one of those ones where – when he was younger growing up, he was not getting paid as much. He had the big three ahead of him. Then by the time it was time for him to take it over, he had his kind of little, to me, falling out with Boston. And then it's like, I'm going to take my talent somewhere else. Uh, but that's and more then Rondo's we kind of see him. I think there is. Like Isaiah, I said, Isaiah is exactly, really embracing Boston. I mean, he's showing up to New England games with a jersey. The thing that it's going to be for Isaiah with Rondo was his attitude. And it's like, I'm going to take it to, I think, I just remember what the Kings. It, it hasn't been it was Dallas, Dallas, Dallas and then the Kings, and it hasn't it hasn't been like it was in Boston. With Isaiah, it's going to be, do I want to give you max years and max money when I, I, I kind of feel like father time, like they say father time is undefeated. Is yeah, there going to be? Mean, 29 is not. You're, you're still I'm in your not, prime. I'm not saying at 29. I'm saying towards the end of that contract. Oh, you're paying for three years of production. Am I going to be you're going to get punished it. for the last probably. And he's going to be 32, 33 when that max comes out. Yeah. So it's going to be a four-year contract. I don't yep. know what the max will be at that time. Right, because obviously it may bump. The, yeah, the salary camp's going to jump up. But if you're paying for a guy who, I mean, currently is averaging, and, and we'll get to the Boston question again because I, I don't think we fully finished that. If, if, if you were paying a guy to be the star of your team or at mm-hmm. least a part of a, a part of a great team uh, who's averaging 29 points per game, 6.4 rebounds per game. He's got a per of 27.9, pretty much up there with the best in the NBA. Yep. I would I would honestly feel comfortable with paying him that 
because you look at what he can do when he is on fire. He's able to get to the free throw line. He's been able to knock down his threes at around 40%, which is good. I mean, yep. and he does play a lot of off ball. He doesn't make, obviously he does drive to the lane a lot. That's why he's getting to the free throw mm-hmm. line. But he does still have that ability to come off ball and, and play that way. So I think that Isaiah Thomas is worth a max if it's the right team and right fit, because if he's not the right team and right fit, he might be a, a stat booster, but I don't think he's going to get a lot of a lot of help because Boston is the perfect situation for him. But with Boston's current situation with that Nets pick, I don't think he's going to be in Boston. Because Ooh. if you check out my last mock draft, the, the 1.0, mm-hmm. they currently are sitting with the number one pick overall, or at least have the best option to get mm-hmm. the number one overall pick with, with the Nets being uh, the, the team top, that's tanking the, without their own pick. <laughs> they have a 25%. Tanking without even trying. They have either. a 25% chance of, of getting uh, the number one overall pick, mm-hmm. and they would pick Markel Fultz, who's the best player in, in, coming out of this draft. Well, and the second best player is Lonzo Ball, who, again, is a point guard. And that's really the thing that's going to be, to me, the one thing I think of, and this goes to your question of when I was throwing out our teams, you go, whoa, it means he's not coming back to Boston the thing I think of is, does it really matter where Isaiah Thomas goes? Because right now there's two teams that are going to, for the foreseeable future, parity is pretty teams. dead in the NBA. So really yeah. it's like you can go to any team in the East, doesn't matter, LeBron's going to the finals. And right now you can go to any team that will give you a max contract in the West, doesn't matter, the Warriors are going to be there. So I've got This I, is, again, this, this yeah. is two years from now. So Things we don't know change. what the landscape will be like. KD might, you know, the Warriors might be beaten by San Antonio, and KD might be saying, Warriors "Hey, my next chapter is still going to be a really good team, team if KD." Walks. And then Team Benedetto could reunite. I mean, <laughs> lots of things could happen. Sure, we don't know. Hey, there's the the, the mellow to New York. LeBron, we'll or, I'm sorry, mellow, we'll mellow to Cleveland. I hate, I hate doubting the guy, but LeBron will be 34 at that time. Yeah, he doesn't matter. <laughs> he doesn't matter. But How many straight times has he been to the finals? Seven. Doesn't yeah, matter. Exactly. My my thing. I, I, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so so here's my conflict here. Uh, Boston right now is a young team, and they've got a ton of assets available to them. Mm-hmm. And they've got you know one rock in Al Horford, who you know they went out and spent money in free agency. That was their big pickup. Uh, you know he's not doing bad. He's not doing great. He's just he's there at the, this wasn't point. The main prize though, the main right. prize was KD, obviously. Right. So they missed out on that. But they pulled out Tom Brady for it. Oh my <laughs> god. No one wants to come here for Tom Brady. They don't even deserve want, to be here. I wonder here. if Tom Brady told KD the story about how uh, his his dad's his hero. And if you didn't choose Boston after hearing that, then he must have a heart of stone. Yeah, must be true. But go on, what you're saying. So <laughs> that timeline doesn't match up. <laughs> so <laughs> it's Super Bowl <laughs> media week. That was after the anyway. Oh, Dad still is Let's hero, keep man. the basketball as much as I love Tom, talking about Tom Brady. <laughs> let's talk about basketball here. All right, so uh, I think I left off at uh, Isaiah. It was Al Horford. Yeah. They brought in Al Horford. Okay. Yeah, a yeah. lots team. of assets. That's right. Uh, uh, lots, lots of assets. Jalen Brown, they just team. drafted. Right. So, and we're, they're going to get another top pick this year. This is a team that is growing, and I think that they can set themselves up for, uh, they're going to compete every year, and they're going to be a top, you know, four team in the East, likely, without any, like, crazy thing going down. I think you pay them the money, and you will help he helps you transition this team from a you know perennial uh, playoff team to a perennial championship team. Like they can compete for a championship year after year if their picks pan out. And I know it's saying a lot, but when you see guys as talented as a Markel Fultz coming out of college, 
and someone like Jalen Brown, who we've seen, you know, flashes of potential. A lot and of he's, he's got the build. Mm-hmm. He's got the build for it, and he's got the speed. And he's picking up pretty well in limited minutes. Yeah, he needs to add so, strength, and he, and he needs to b- get bigger. But, I mean, in still, two you years, see the, the raw athleticism. Exactly, right. Two years. That, that's where we're looking at. So, And if they keep Avery Bradley, I mean, he's been fantastic this year, just getting better. I mean, he's and he's not a guy that really uses athleticism to get by. He's just a right. guy who's a great shooter. I, I think the, the big thing here is this is a team that has a lot of guys who are continuing to raise their own stock. And... I think he's like a great piece to build a, to have that team built up around. Mm-hmm. Even if he, by the end of this, you know, midway through that max contract, he might not be the best player in the team anymore, but he's still going to be the guy who is there who helped build it, and that, that I think means a lot to the team. The only thing I'm concerned about is I know Boston is very they like to be very smart with their teams mm-hmm. and the way they run, and I, I'm a little Danny concerned. Danny wants to be the smartest guy in the room, and that's what that's what scares mm-hmm. me. I feel like Danny Ainge is going to work it, work him out, and I don't think that Isaiah will be there because Danny Ainge really it's not the best move for business. And well, you know what? Te- teams were going to give us 17 first round picks, uh, <laughs> or they, they want Paul seven, Pierce they, they want 17 of our first round picks. Uh, so I just said no. I was like, nah, I'm going to pass next. I'm the smart guy here, not you. Yeah, like we'll take, we'll every every made up we'll, story. We'll take four failed trades. We'll take four first rounders from you three years from now. Yep. Going, and look how that's worked out. Going off of that though, with Danny Ainge, the thing that the choice that they could make is in the draft. If they go ahead and let's say they get the first, like they had in your mm-hmm. mock draft, and they take Markel Markel Fultz. I almost said Fultz again. I, oh my god, Fultz, Fultz that. But <laughs> they, if they take Markel. To me, they could just do that and say, "Well, we don't have to trade Isaiah. We can go spend that money somewhere else." Yeah. That's yeah. That's we the can thing, go is... spend it on a different free agent that a maybe a little younger and b might be a position that we actually need because it's one of those things where they will be drafting Markel and it won't be like, "Well, you're the starter for Isaiah." It'll be no Isaiah. You still have to start because you're still here. Oh, definitely. Isaiah's a better player right now. Well, yeah, no, I'm not saying that Markel would come in and start over him, but it's one of those where it's like, ha, we can have you be on the bench while you play out your last year here. See, that's kind the thing, of a thing. Is I think that it's exactly what Dave said. It's it's a mix of he's not going to stay in Boston because you have so many assets there, and it's exactly what you said of if that, those assets might turn into a guy like Markel Fultz. It also comes down to money. Not just that. We're, at that age, it's going to be who's going to give me the best option to win a ring. I well, I don't I, think he's there yet. I, I, and the thing also with that too is I think it's more of this is contract time. This is where I might get my max contract, and that's what we're talking about. It yeah. is, if, if is does he deserve like, who a was max last one who got a max contract this past year? Um, Conley, Parsons. Conley. Yeah, if a guy like Conley can get a max contract, no offense to him. But Isaiah can get a max contract. Like I'm not even there's there's no I'm question. Not saying he doesn't Someone's going to give him a max contract. It only takes one team in the NBA to offer it. The Nets are going to do it. So you might as well somebody <laughs> else just, will do it. I too. just feel like the Nets would be that dick of a team to well, go. They, they do that here, with restricted free agents hu- every year. Here's a huge contract. Hey, hey, Boston, going to match it? Exactly. Because hey, one way, it's a win-win. It? It's a win-win for well, them. The, the thing that I want, want to get to, even is if the, they don't make the playoffs, the thing I want to get to is the assets and then mm-hmm. the, the pick because. I don't think it's going to be Boston because you have so many assets. You have the possibility and of drafting Smart's a guy actually like been Markel improving. Fultz. Like he's not going to be your number one. Though. No, he's not number one. But <laughs> I'm saying he's a complimentary piece to Fultz. Yeah, and, that's why I think like you have your one two there. 
And, and one thing too is you gotta you gotta look at the market. And, and again, we're going back to the question of does he deserve a max contract? The way he's been playing, yes. But again, Absolutely. there's the playoffs right now. He's yeah. got he's got to take this and carry this over to the playoffs, and then he's got to keep stay healthy for the next year. Yep. And it's more about what will the market give him. We've seen mm-hmm. the market be ridiculous. Mozgov getting a ton of money. Bismack Biombo getting a ton of money. Worth. Uh, <coughs> uh, Lil getting a ton of money. Uh, so, and, yeah. and then obviously Parsons getting a max contract. Conley getting a max contract. We see money flying, but again. Is it going to be really risk and reward? Right, but you see, like Isaiah's twenty nine, yeah. and will he be able to carry that through the four years of the max contract? And that's the biggest thing: is will the market match the value that we see right now? And I don't think it will. Well, I, I'm sorry, I I think it will, and that's why I don't think he will be a Boston Celtic. I don't know what team, but, but he's getting a max that, somewhere. I think Here, he will get a max, and I think it's just because because of the market value. Here's another thing I want to throw out, and this is the tinfoil hat has come out. It is the first time I've put it on this year officially. Here's something I just thought of, and this very plays into what Danny Ainge could do. Mm -hmm. This year, one of the big reports, it was reported at the draft time. We just had it this week. Who's one player that's been reported to maybe being traded to Boston? Jimmy Butler. Butler. I wouldn't be surprised. Just listen. I wouldn't be surprised if Danny Ainge tried to do something where these reports are there but nothing is done. The draft happens, they get a guy like Markel, Markel Fultz, and then next year, because they have their pick and Brooklyn's pick, it's one of those things where it's like, Isaiah's out the door, we got Expiring our point guard here, and, yeah. let's get the superstar, and basically they switch the guy from Isaiah to Jimmy with Markel as your point guard with Jimmy. And try it's to weird, bring but in I, that superstar. I don't and think that's they have, crazy. They have their own pick, Brooklyn's pick, in case the Bulls want those Right, right. Picks. But, but according to Danny Ainge, the Chicago Bulls will want their pick, Brooklyn's pick, their pick next year, their pick the following year, their second the following or year. Your 2032 well, you know protected top three pick. Yeah. You know what I can yeah. see Danny Ainge doing? You can have our pick. You can have uh, Brooklyn's pick. But then you get Memphis's pick because that's a... It, they no, have, no, he in needs, 2019. He needs, we're giving them picks for Isaiah at this point. That That's how Danny Ainge is thinking. Okay, I guess. I'm just saying they would try to bring in Jimmy. They now could. that they already I'm know I'm just being they an asshole to Danny Ainge because I'm so sick of every trade he does. To Isaiah. All right, we're, we're, let's get let's get off the what Boston's the man, the going. man is max money. Yeah, agreed. So so he's max money unless, um, unless he blows out something in the next year and a half, or he just chokes in the playoffs. Like K Love chokes in the playoffs. I mean, did you see the last possession? He Stop had one possession. The man got benched for two series. Game seven. Like, he's come off the bench. Game seven. Game I understand. Caleb was dominant. Oh, I'm not going to disagree. Boards, I'm a Caleb two fan, points. but when you choke in the playoffs Didn't that Boston hard, end the streak as well. brings your value down. Uh, no, but, uh, the Warriors streak. The 24 right? the game one. streak. The, the one that the, the, the home winning the streak. home game winning streak they did. Uh, Milwaukee broke the 24 yeah. game winning streak. Uh, but max money, yes, Dave. Absolutely. Max yeah. money. Mm-hmm. I think he'll get max money. I don't think it'll be from from Boston. I think we we well, agree there. And it's and a tricky situation of will he get it and does he deserve it? I think he he deserves does deserve it, it and will get it. Okay, yeah, I think we, I, we all agree so, that he I does. I think deserve some people it. could make the case of yeah, he will get it, but he doesn't deserve it. And that's why I'd I like would to see f- that in the comments. I would right. honestly Who? say it's flipped. And Boston just just to update on the fly here became again the uh, the winningest team in NBA history by beating the Lakers again tonight. Just they were tied. Yep. Yeah. But but yeah, that's the thing. I think it's actually a flipped argument where he does deserve it. I, I don't mm-hmm. think you can deny what he's been able to do scoring just, wise. I mean it's And it's, think it's, about it's this year. This ridiculous. is a year of just 
highlight players all year. We're seeing the craziest stats. We're seeing some of the best performances we've ever seen and in NBA history. Well, you got to give, yeah. give us something to watch while we wait for Warriors Cavs. But, uh, but we're also we're also seeing it from the point guard position. James yeah. Harden, Russ Westbrook, uh, Isaiah Thomas. I mean, these guys are having ridiculous years, yep. and and that's one thing. That's that's why I think Markel Fultz is going to be a game changer, or Lonzo Ball is going to be a game changer because you see how important and how big the point guard position is coming. We all talk about the power, the point forward, but really it's been this point guard position that has really been the carriers of these teams, and yeah. I, think, I think that's going to be interesting to see. It's not really the size of the guy carrying the ball; it's who is carrying the ball. And Isaiah Thomas is pretty much unmatched. I mean, he's, he's he's a top five player right now in the NBA, the way he's been playing this regular season. Uh, final t- thin, uh, you know, uh, tinfoil hat putting on here. If we're talking about, you mentioned money. Mm-hmm. If they don't sign him, you got to look at the free agency class for when Isaiah will become a free agent. There's Who else a, is out there? There's a guy out there that we've talked endlessly about going to the Celtics <sighs> who's going to be a free agent. Dave, do you know who that is? I, I don't want to talk about it. It's boogie. It's boogie. I don't want to talk about it. It is boogie. <laughs> so, just throwing it out there. We've said boogie, Jimmy Butler, and Carmelo Anthony every week for oh, the last year and, and a half. And you also got to mention, we've talked about the Celtics trading for one of those players every mm-hmm. single week. Yeah, yeah. But just want to throw it out there. Then you might have Markel Fultz, Avery Bradley, uh, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, and DeMarcus Cousins. And uh, that might win you a championship. Just saying. Mm, depends on where LeBron is. Let's talk about again. It. LeBron could be a free agent every year. Let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk about it in two years. But yep. I, I think that we can all agree that he is worth that money. And, he's and fire he'll, right he'll now. Most likely get that money because he's been absolutely ridiculous. And the last thing I just want to throw out there one more time. I want to the thing that you and me talked about the will deserve mm-hmm. argument. I am. I want to hear what you guys have to say either on Twitter or in the comment section because I'm really curious to hear what they think. They're totally going to tell us in the comments. But let's move on now to the Washington Wizards. They've been red hot, and I gotta I gotta throw some stuff out there. I threw some shade at Scotty Brooks early on in the season, and I'm not taking it back. I don't think this is Scotty Brooks. I think he just has two great players, and especially one great player in John Wall and Bradley Beal's been be able to stay healthy. We've been able to see him consistently out on the floor, but also you see the the improvements of Otto. Porter, you see the improvements. Uh, the, the improvements. Improvements. We got a new one, Ricky. Agreements, you didn't even call that. Improvements. Yep. It's ten thirty. It's ten thirty. Get off my grammar. Uh, we, we see the improving. Uh, I, I can't. What's the word for it? You said it wrong, Sean. It's improvement. Improvement. The improvement, thank you. <laughs> the improvement of Otto Porter. We've we've seen Marcin Gortat, you know, be able to be effective. We've seen uh, Markeith Morris be effective as well. And, and you know, the Wizards have been red hot recently. Mm-hmm. I believe nine and one. They are now fourth in the East, twenty nine and twenty. And that's one thing. Looking at this this Wizards team, and it's the question I got to ask you is: Are they serious contenders? And I got to throw out another thing before I do that. Yeah. Is you got to look at who they're coming to, going to be bringing back. They're going to be bringing back Ian Mahimi, who's only played one game so far. He, he's a little banged up, a guy that they did sign in the offseason. Ian Mahimi is now going to be added to this team. So with Ian Mahimi, and if he can stay healthy, and looking at this Wizards team, what they've been doing without him, can they be a serious contender in the East? I think they can. And, you know, we, we had talked about one of the best backcourts in the NBA during the offseason this year, and we want to give them credit. Ricky fucking said Aaron Gordon. From Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's part of the best backcourt in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, Stud. I mean, you brought it up. You Bradley Beal's health. Dude's played 45 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't, I mean, 47's, 45 out of 47 is pretty fucking good. You yeah. can't really complain too much about that. Uh, he's put up stellar numbers, and John Wall has been the leader. We We knew he could be. And I'm happy to see his team finally succeed because I felt bad for John Wall watching him play 
for years out there with, without any help, without any talent, and with a shit organization working with him. Um, I know you have no love lost between yourself and Scott Brooks. Nope. I know he's a long-time I listener. Was gonna, I was going to say what you just said. Oh, I hope they succeed. I was going to be like, didn't both of you guys rag on them when we no, did that No, I think I put, them, I put them in okay. the eight. Did I? No, I'm you, talking about when we... Team. I'm I talking did. about when Scotty Brooks got hired. And oh, we yeah. did that video we, about Scotty Brooks. Well, oh, it's a terrible hire. I don't, this, I don't think success, this success is from Scotty Brooks. Well, that, that's that's the thing. So I know Scotty listens. So I'm, I hope he takes this <laughs> to heart. Fan. And uh, you know your your unofficial apology. But look, don't the, apologize, Sean. Don't I'm apologize. apologize. None to apologize for. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it, it's a fun team. And you know, watching young talent like Otto Porter, like Bradley Beal, start to grow their game and become more consistent is the biggest thing because these are guys who are going to be like the core of your franchise. Uh, Kelly Oubre, same thing. Uh, the one that like Ian Mahaney. I, I'm not a huge fan. I know, like, he's got a ton of hype surrounding him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a guy who kind of took a while to grow into uh, his role, but I'm just, I'm not so, I don't think that's going to, like, make or break their chances in the uh No, the but playoffs. coming off the bench and then, you know, filling that in for Gortat, especially what he did down low. Yeah, Gortat, I mean, Gortat's been, like, the unspoken hero of this team. Just, he, he gives you consistency. Yeah. And Double then, doubles, like, no problem. And one thing, too, with Gortat, I mean, he's a, he's a bigger guy. He's going to run out of gas. And then you have that's a guy true. like Mahimi, who, you know, last year with Indiana. Uh, yeah, they're running out there for almost 35 minutes a game. Yeah, and with Indiana, I mean, he's going to be able to take off pressure off Gortat will increase his free field goal percentage because he won't be so damn tired. Uh, and if you look at what Mahimi did with Indiana last year, 25 minutes, you know, shot around 58%. Adding that to a team is not going to hurt him. No, no, definitely not. Um, I, I think it's, I think they're a solid team and I like them as a contender in the playoffs. How far can they actually go? In I mean, like though? second round, maybe. If they if they get lucky, they can win a first round matchup. The thing is, like, John Wall and Brad, Bradley Beal, their chemistry is hot and cold, and when they're clicking, it is just fun to watch. It's it's honestly, like you know how much fun it is to watch the 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 Warriors just destroy teams, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. their offense is clicking, the balls flying around everywhere, everybody's happy, everybody's involved. Like they're a fun team to watch. The Wizards, for very different reasons, are still a very fun team to watch, and I, I see the potential there, and I see like how this franchise is going forward. You know, I had a lot of concerns about. Uh, you know, Otto Porter's growth, and mm-hmm. I want to see a lot of him on the court and him working with John Wall Hopefully and how they're going to play off each other. Die often. Jesus Just standing Christ! Out there, what do I? Do? He's zoned oh, for a defense. minute. He's zoned for a minute. We all we all do it. It's okay. His controller died. Well, and the big thing but too yeah. with Otto Porter. I mean, you got to look at his, his three point percentage. I mean, this is a guy who couldn't shoot coming into the league, and now he got it all Holy the way up shit. to forty six percent. Well, in limited shots, but yeah. But he's he went from shooting point you know you're you're not wrong I'm just let's, let's not let's not pretend like it's Steph Curry <laughs> he shoot three four four threes a game though he ain't Steph Curry yet he's shooting four threes a game maybe he's Steph Curry a, a nice mark and the thing that yeah, I it's mean, not bad I know just give me shit just give me shit when you ask the question oh, Sean of oh can they be a serious contender. I'll be honest. I hate the question. I, I get why we ask the question because it's a go-to question. It's a go-to question. It's that yep. is but Fred Hoiberg going to be fired. Like, Boom. <laughs> I, I hate it because it's one of those things, and I've brought it's up least before. It's not the I would love, I would love to have this conversation um, later this year about the one of the big problems with the NBA with mm-hmm. it being no parity, and it's basically there are in my mind two teams that can win the title. It's going to be the Warriors. It's going to be the Cavaliers. Pick your one. And disrespecting the Spurs. Well, it's one of those things. Where <laughs> I know. It's I'm just like, fucking with you, man. It, and 
the first thing I thought about when I thought that thought was, oh, well, what about the Thunder? Yeah, well, who ended up beating the Thunder, Ricky? And I was like, good point, Ricky. And that's the conversation that went on in my head. I yeah, just think this yeah. is a Wizards team where you can do great things in the regular season. You can do great things in the play. Like, a series against the Raptors, you might be able to beat them. Probably might. Then with the Celtics, I could see you maybe beating them in the playoffs. But if they go up against the Cavaliers, I got the Cavaliers 10 out of 10, maybe even 11 out of 10. Well, That's and some high odds. Yeah, I would not be want to be famous that was, on that one. That was the one thing when Dave said, you know, they can get past the first round, they can get past the, and, and, then, and then we'll get past the second round. I was like, well, well why are you Depends saying that? match, yeah. You, uh, you were saying that because they're let, currently slotted in the fourth let, seed. Let, yeah, let's put They're going to play the, the Cavs in the second round. Actually, yeah. uh, would they be the fourth? Because I got ESPN has them at the, at the three. Maybe I haven't refreshed If it. they're at the three... They would play Indiana in the first. That's a win. Yep. Then sorry, Paul George. It. Yeah, the third now. Then it's one of those you don't get to play the Cavs until that conference final. Mm-hmm. So you got to be a top three team if you're the Wizards. If you're a top you're three ducking. team, you duck well, in Cleveland. Let, Everybody's ducking Cleveland. Let's be honest. You got to be two or three because we know who's going to be one. Yep. If if you're two or three, and if then and, you can duck Cleveland and lose to them in the conference final. And one thing too, if you're Washington, you want to be at home because I mean they're one of the best teams at home in the East. I mean they're currently twenty one and six at yeah, home. Yeah, they're on a tear. So, you it, know what I would really like a Wizards Celtics second round matchup. Winner gets the Cavs, and it would be fun. And and one thing too, I mean if. If it currently stays, I don't think Toronto's going to stay at the four, to be honest with you. Toronto's still the second-best team in the East, in, in my mind. I think Boston's third. It's pretty lumped, though, to be fair, like in the East right now. It's one, and then it's everybody yeah, else it, in the middle. It's it's not too far separated. I mean, Washington and Toronto's currently tied at four and a half games behind yeah, mm-hmm. Cleveland. So, But the, the thing with Toronto is... If Toronto faces Cleveland in the second round, we saw Toronto was the only team that could, I mean, outside of the Warriors, them. was yeah. the only team to take them to past four games. I mean, they, yeah. they took them 4-2 and beat them twice. So but they don't got their best player anymore in Bismack Biombo. But what I'm saying... <laughs> was Bismack Biombo holding back DeMar DeRozan? Yes. <laughs> but what I'm saying is the, the Cavs won't have that speedy jump. They won't mm-hmm. go 8-0, and they'll have to go up against a Raptors team that did take them to six games, and you know LeBron won't be super fresh going into that mm-hmm. finals, uh, that, that conference finals, which might hurt the Cavs' run in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then if they give they got to lean finals, on Melo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right there. Give some. I'd love to have that conversation. Can we have it? Fuck no. <laughs> Sean Talk just, about the Wizards. Sean is just hating on the New York Knicks. Fuck it. Oh, we're out. Three straight podcasts Speak, about, a, about speaking a team that doesn't matter. Speaking of that, though, the one thing. The Knicks don't matter. I, I can't remember if it was at the beginning of the segment or before we hit the record button. Sean, you mentioned, oh, they're like nine and whatever in their last whatever Nine and one in the last ten. And the thing I looked back was, oh, yeah, that's right. They should have got a loss on Thursday, January 19th, because their coach was on the court and altered that shot from Courtney Lee. He might influence it a little. Oh, you know, influenced it a little. He was on the court, Dave. This kid's giving me three chins worth of attitude. That needs to be a, a that's Ricky's mixtape. He's giving him a little bit of attitude there. Well, I mean, well, and we also got to talk about the heat. I mean, we were supposed to talk Hot about seems, the heat. We, went, we, we covered the Sixers last week, which you guys loved. Thank you for the love. And that You're we were doing wagon. the Wizards right now. I'm not a bandwagoner. I've been talking bandwagon. about them before the season. You hated them like two seasons ago. Yeah, that's because they sucked. Bandwagon. And they had no direction. Bandwagon. I loved Hanky though. Bandwagon. Love where they're going. Dave's a bandwagoner. Thanks, Sean. Sean, I'm gonna hurt you. <laughs> Mr. No Fandom. Keep going. Mr. No Fandom. We talk Sixers. You love it. We love it. No, we, we were talking it. Wizards. You know, are we doing Heat next? Can no. Deion Waiters stay hot? Nine straight wins for the Heat. You're shaking your head no, but 7-11 is always open. 
Let's get, let's get back to the Wizards. Let's let's get, yeah, it's a preview next week, maybe. Thought. Whoa. Let's get back to what this is. We'll get back to the Wizards, and, and that's really... Washington know. fans are now like, what? You disrespected us, bro? It's 10.45 p.m. I'm tired. I haven't slept all, slept all the week. The thing yeah, is... Yeah, I haven't all week. I haven't slept all week. The thing <laughs> is, it's like, do you have the talent to maybe contend? Yeah, with everyone besides Cleveland. That's, like, the answer I'm going. My final answer is, you can beat anyone except for Cleveland. John Wall is just something special, and, like, Bradley Beal's... You think he's on his way to being a top five two guard? No. No? Show me some more health. Well, here, let's see. Some more half a season. I think consistency is what you're looking for. More than half a season. Are we counting Jimmy Butler as a two? Officially, he's a small forward at this point. (laughs) Okay, so we're not counting Jimmy Butler. So, uh, no, no, he's a two guard. Who am I kidding? He's a two guard? He's a two guard. Mm -hmm. Is Kyrie a two guard? No. Okay. Just throw Kyrie's a point. I'm I'm trying to. He's a new NBA point. Kyrie's a one. Uh, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Jimmy Mm -hmm. Butler. Yep. Those are one, two right there. Then I would look at CJ McCollum. Uh, no, I would, I would say Clay, he's having a down year. Or would Dame be the? Who, I would say Dame's a one. Dame's a one. That's I would what say I thought. Clay's better. I would say Clay. Uh, I would. Um, mm-hmm. He might be a fifth. He might be. Oh shit! He might be a fifth. Front row. Oh yeah. I I can't, really can't make an argument for anyone else. I would say he's probably a top five two guard right now. And but the thing with that is is in in the Wizards. And I, I'm kind of losing my train of thought because again, you threw, Sorry, somebody, I threw that you out. Threw a curveball at me, Dave. Yep, yep. I'm how asking d- questions. How dare you make me analyze? Uh, uh, what? <laughs> two guards. We're talking about two guards. What's going on? <laughs> Am I having a stroke? You're okay. I think I You're think okay. you are. So it's Demar Derozan. I, we, we figured he's a, he's a two guard. He's a top five yeah. two guard. <laughs> We're leaving this all in too because I can't. I can't think straight. We're talking about the Wizards in the playoff. Do they need to make a trade? That's what I was trying to get out. You threw me a complete curveball. Do they need to make a trade no. to possibly become at least more competitive? Because if we're talking about the Cavs possibly going up against the Raptors in the second round and possibly being a little more banged up, do the Wizards need to make a trade? Trade and will that trade be able to push them over? And, and if they are making a trade, what's the piece they need? What are they? That's the thing. What are you trading for? If you're trading for. You wouldn't trade for a boogie because you got Gortat. Are you going to trade for Mello? Mm. If you brought in a piece like that, then yeah, sure. I can have you beating the Cavaliers. But if you're going to be- bring in any ticky-tack piece, it's not going to be like, oh, 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 looking at this team to beat the Cavs. Gortat's, I don't, I, I think Gortat's fantastic, but I think you can improve Gortat. Yeah, but would you bring, would you bring in, a, that's what I'm saying, like a guy on the caliber of trade market as like a boogie, as a Mello. Like you're I don't not think look, you need a star. Not, I don't. You need think... a, you need a Plumley. That's what you tell me. No, <laughs> he's on the move. I heard, dude. That's a huge. Contract. I got. I, I'm gonna throw a name out. Yep. And okay. I know Ricky's gonna say. <gasps> I know who it is. I know Ricky's gonna say what. I'm the reading fuck. your mind because we agree podcast. Okay. We agree podcast. Have Dave say it first. Is it Brolo? It's Brolo. Oh! This guy, this Brooke guy, Lopez. This guy gets me because I, I love Brooke Lopez. <laughs> yeah, guys wasting away in Brooklyn, yeah. doing nothing for Brooklyn, and I, I would think that Brooklyn would be like, "Hey, let's at least trade Brello and try to get something out of him." What are you going to give up for him? That's the thing is, mm-hmm. I think well, you're not you Brooklyn sets for, for pick. You don't, have to, pick. You, you don't have to give him up a, a ridiculous amount here. Yeah, and, and I mean Kelly Oubre has been struggling. I mean you don't you might not need Kelly Oubre uh, and. <laughs> I say it like that. Uber. You can you can go for picks for for uh, for Brooklyn. I was going to yep. call him New Jersey. Uh, you can go for picks for 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 Brooklyn and get Brook Lopez. And if you add a guy like Brook Lopez, who has been able to stretch the floor this year, he's been able to put up twenty points, has been able to at least guard the rim. And one thing, if you look at Washington, they don't have a guy averaging a block per game. So if you add a guy like Brooke Lopez who can be a consistent defender, Marcin Gortat won't have to be playing ridiculous minutes. And offensively, he adds that three ball. 
And that's what I was saying. You can stretch the floor. So yeah, do you yeah. think that could be a, a, an addition that might boost the, the Washington Wizards to possibly contend more in the East? And do they need to make a move? I, I think that that would be an interesting move because I think that definitely ups the timeline. Kev, Kelly Oubre is 21 right now. Uh, and obviously, like, th- this whole team is actually kind of young. Like, they're, they're core. Very young mm-hmm. team. Uh, so that's why I'm a little concerned. Like, I like Brolo's fit on this team, but it depends on, like, when their target window is for a championship mm-hmm. run. And I know we're, we're, we're the type of people who are pessimists. We're like, look, you just got to wait till LeBron James is done in the East. So let's be honest. Yeah. You're probably not going to get past him. If you want to try, though, I think that would be, like, if you could package Oubre plus a pick plus something to get, like, Brooke... I think that would actually make this team kind of dynamic, and they would have two fantastic guards, and then they would have a center who, like you said, stretches the floor, brings you some, some defensive uh, mm-hmm. help down low, and then you just honestly, the final piece is if they could get a six man, but I don't know like where you're going to go for that Robert right now. Williams. It's one of those wow. things too Sploosh. that I mean, I look Williams. at it right now. I have the trade machine up, and it's twenty one. Point one million dollars around for Brook Lopez's yeah, contract. Yeah. You got to come up with that. So for me, the first thing I look at is: right, right. Are you going to trade um, one of your centers? Are you going to trade them? Are you going to trade Ian or Gortat? You, you run him out there for a couple weeks of uh, play, you see what his value is, and uh, tease him over to Brooklyn. Well, how long is Ian Mahimi's contract? Do you have four that? Four years. Okay, that says here right. four, and then three for Gortat. So they're not going to want that. Like if we're looking at just like expiring. You've got Otto Porter at five. Not going to give him up. You still nope. need around, like, even if you threw him in there, Porter's you still not going need anywhere. huge money. Yeah. Then you got Trey Burke, 3.3 mil. You've Man, got no Thornton, who's not even making a mil. He's making, like, not, almost, he's making 980 So it's a cap dump for the Nets. Yeah. It would be, it's basically, <laughs> if I am the Nets, I am looking that and going, no, you don't have enough to give me expiring contracts. And it's not going to be worth it, even if I get a pick. Well, look, I, I, I haven't been, I wasn't pulling up, but how much cap room do the Wizards have? None at all. All right. Well, Mahimi's a big contract. Uh, Nicholson, possibly, or Jason Smith. Jason Smith can be something. Trey Burke. There you go. Trey Burke's a terrible contract. Trey Burke. You throw Trey Burke, Kelly Oubre. Is that enough? Yeah, it failed. All right. Well, maybe you, had a, you need to cut well, 14 the, mil. The That's thing a lot. what I'm saying is yeah, that say, trade might not be able up. to work out for the wizard, so then it's back to the drawing board. Yeah. Yep. 13. It's very solves all problems. 13 is pretty much what, what, what we would have to do. Miles Plumlee's got an awful contract, right? Let's, let's work out Miles Plumlee <laughs> off camera. Uh, pretty much what we're, what we're saying is wizards. Have something working. They've got they've got good stuff. They want to be patient, and I think this team has potential to continue to grow. They're on the right track. But you got to look at LeBron. But yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Be patient. I don't. Well, and with the LeBron, like, if you thing, could add somebody dynamic, like, great. But with the LeBron it. thing, it's not years down the line. I'm looking just at this year. Just this year, you're not getting past LeBron. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. And, yep. and down the line, they might have something cooking. But right now, I think that they will be a top four team in the East the way they've been playing. I think I think that I, my Preseason predictions might have been a little bit wrong on the Washington Wizards, but so, uh, again, Scotty Brooks doing the job. But again, I wasn't expecting Bradley Beal to be be healthy as well. So and I, I argue for Beal being being a top dude. And I think I mentioned that if he stayed healthy, then they might have something going. Mm-hmm. But again, I also did not like Scotty Brooks and still don't like Scotty Brooks. But I think we all agree that they're not serious contenders. But that is going to wrap up this episode of the Fast Break Podcast. A long podcast, a fun podcast that mm-hmm. we talked Wizards, we talked Ja, we talked Isaiah. Thank you so much for watching. Don't forget to tell us all of your 
opinions down below in the comments. If you're watching on YouTube, also don't forget to like and subscribe. We're almost at 5,000. You get to roast that man at 5,000, Ricky Widmer, uh, when we hit it. And if you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, thank you so much. If you hit that download button, we appreciate it so, so, so much. But don't forget to like and subscribe. Don't forget to uh, keep coming back. But for Ricky, Dave, I'm Sean. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.